0: everybody and welcome to the latest edition of the Copcast Podcast. Coming to you a little belatedly uh, after the Leicester game where we saw Liverpool win 2-1. It appeared to be a struggle but we we're comfortable at stages in that game. I think we were, it, it belies our dominance in that game. But we're 8 points clear and joining me to, uh, to talk through it. I'm sure a very happy panel tonight, John Henderson in Belfast. John, I take it exceptionally happy to be 8 points clear.
1: Yeah, exceptionally happy. 8 points clear on early October,
0: we'll all take a bit of that when you're up against City. Some uncharacteristic results come from them, but hey, (laughs) who's to knock it? Who is to knock it? And second up in Liverpool, uh, Jay Reid. Jay, you were at the game happy happy man at eight points.
2: Yeah, uh, can't moan. That was the weekend of all weekends in terms of results. Everything went our way, even down to the relegation of Everton into the bottom three, so we take where we are at eight points now. Nothing's handed out in October, but it certainly was It'd be nice to keep this point to Tally going and take a lead into the Man City game in a few weeks.
0: Indeed, nothing's won in October, but Jesus, you can be as good as lost it in October the way. have a few more results for City like that. It could be in could be in diffs and yeah, uh, I'll say we've have another podcast call which we're gonna actually discuss on that. Uh it'll be out actually after this one. But listen, Jay, you were there, so I will start with you. Um again, you know, the two one scoreline, for me it it wasn't really reflective of how good we were. We could have had them dead and buried. We could have had them. We could have been out of sight. Um, in my opinion, there was some really great chances. Our, our front, front three are just either the final ball or the shots just you know at the goalkeeper are not hard enough or scuffed or something. You, you know those are things that will just finely tune and come. But you know in the, in the end of it all, Leicester did. You know they had, they had one shot on target they scored from. Um, there were a couple of shots they had Adrian really saved, but they're deemed offside, so they don't count in the stats. But you know, other than that, I thought we were very professional. I thought that we, the the result was a lot finer than 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 what I witnessed it with my eyes. Anyhow,
2: the score sheet says two one, but in reality, it probably should have been about four or five one. We dominated and we asserted our physical and tactical presence on them from the off. As you said, we we missed a few chances. Um, the front three, the way they lined up with Firmino at wide and Salah through the middle was a surprise um, and Salah weren't getting much change. I was just saying, you, who, for, the, for the record, I was dubious about what he would be before the game, but coming away from the ground, I was highly impressed with him. he done a lot to impress me. He does the basic right and he's got a good turn of foot with him. But I think we did wait too long in terms of getting half run three into the right positions and it, it sort of went better when we got Firmino in there. But I do have took those few chances, which I think will probably come as the season goes on, we, we don't look like we're firing on all cylinders, but if anything, that's scary for the rest of the league. If if we're not firing on all cylinders and we're eight out of eight, and we're putting teams to bed that last season were causing us problems and taking points off us, then that's frightening really for what we can do right on this season.
0: And and the ball, I think, from you know, for that, that first goal of Manny's, the ball from from Milner was just delicious. I think is the best way of describing it. Uh, you know, Manny took it exceptionally well. As argument at the minute, Jay. I, I think we're looking at the best player in the Premier League in Sadio Mane at the moment on form, on current form. He, he, out of our front three, is is just sensational at the minute.
2: Yeah, I think probably him and De Bruyne are probably head and shoulders above everyone else. Like, in the he's league. even
0: defending, Jay. Some of us defending in, yeah. our, in our own box. It was fantastic that game.
2: Yeah, that tackle he jumped in on Chilwell. I mean, he, he had to get that spot on. Otherwise, it's arguably a penalty because he was right on the borderline but he is the most consistent and nothing seems to phase him where he plays, whether it's left, right or through the middle, so I think Samuel who said at the FIFA Awards that the best player in the world was Sadio Mane and used to argue with him because he's putting in performances week in, week out, I mean Salah's a bit hit and miss at the moment you can judge that how you want to Firmino can be exceptional at times and sometimes he can be negated in where he's positioned but Manny is the one who can turn up every single week and he's the game changer. And he's also sort of getting a bit overlooked in terms of the the press he gets and the media coverage, but every Liverpool fan knows he's probably on record right now the best player that we've got and he has been consistently for months.
0: No, can't argue with that. And Johnny, you know, we're t- we're talking about our front three and you know, maybe maybe before we'll, we'll, we'll go into Sally who seems to be a little off colour at the moment. But you know Sally just turn it on any minute. The equaliser for me, I think Adrian might have done better. It went through him, but we end up getting that penalty, which is a clear penalty. I've seen people go as a soft penalty, blah blah blah. But you know, with yeah. the advent of, of VAR, you know, a millimetre offside, one touch is a penalty. If one millimetre is offside, one touch is a penalty. And you know, saying prepod, thank God James Milner was still in the pitch in 95 minutes. It sort of allayed <laughs> all
1: fears. It did. I don't really get the noise about that penalty, to be honest, because it if I, it was funny in that you could say it was a dive, but it was definitely a penalty. <laughs> you know, he, he was fouled, but um, and this is the culture that there is in football now, and it's it's not the player's fault, but the reality is, and we've seen it with Salah a few times last season. You you get nothing, you'll get no reward for staying on your feet when you've been fouled in the box. You know, if you stay on your feet after you've been fouled and you manage to get any sort of squeeze, any sort of shot away, um, the ref will just, nothing will happen. So Manny is fouled. Does he, I, I think there's a split second where he realizes, bloody hell, he's just kicked me. And he, you know, it's almost like it, it just clicks in. I need to go down. But if he had stayed in his feet, we wouldn't have got it. And it was a definite, it was a definite penalty. I mean, um, uh, I think all you've got to look at is all Albright well, knew straight away where he sunk to his knees he knew he knew he he'd, he'd kicked um he'd kicked out at him and he knew he' would caught him um but as you say the, the biggest relief was not that i would have been that worried because at the exact same end salah took an absolute peach of a penalty against Arsenal uh, a few games ago so I, I still would have fancied him to stick it away but yeah milner definitely uh, you just rely on milner and those he, he's just so calm isn't he it doesn't phase him he just he just blocks everything else out. He steps up, slides, and then sends him the wrong way, and then just folds his arms. So, yeah, it was it was good. He was on the pitch, but it would but it was a penalty. But I think as well, Dave, there was a narrative about the game that I think maybe because it was a three o'clock game and it wasn't televised widely, you know, uh, on BT or Sky, that you know Leicester being really unlucky in a late dodgy penalty, and really that does not. Tell the story. It's nonsense, really. Liverpool absolutely dominated them. I thought it was our probably our most complete sort of 90 minutes performance of the season. I thought there was a spell around their goal where they had a shot. You guy prayed had a shot that went wide and then they got the penalty. Or, sorry, not the penalty. He had a shot that went wide and then, you know, Madison squeezed that in. But I thought we, we dominated them. As Jay said, I thought tactically, physically, considering we'd had a game midweek. And they'd had a total break. I thought we were street saddle and we should have been out of sight. Um, but we got a reward in the end and that's all. Then with what happened on Sunday, it was just it was just extra sweet to win that way. It was it really was a brilliant, <laughs> it was a brilliant weekend.
0: No, uh, you know, I said that I did a pod with Dave yesterday and, and I said to him, like, I went to the beach on Sunday. I thought to myself, oh, well, the three points are in the bag for City. You know, you, did, you, you never saw that result come in a million years. And as I said, I came back and you guys were, were like celebrating. I'm like, what the hell is going on here? But disadvantage, John, you know, uh, is it too soon? Uh, you know, uh, there's a part of me that feels it's it's, it's lovely to have. And it's, I suppose it's never too soon, but it just feels too soon. October seems too soon to be getting too far ahead of ourselves. But when you take the history of what happened, last season and the margins that we're talking about, eight points in October is absolutely massive. It is massive.
1: And listen, everybody wants Liverpool supporters to say, oh yeah, that's ours, it's done. No Liverpool supporters saying that. We've been stung enough times and we're never going to say that. But you've also got to look at it another way, which is you've got to look at City at the moment with their problems and you start thinking, we, we've we been of the mindset that we need to get 100 points to win this league. And I think them players are of that mindset. If you've seen the way Manny reacted when when Leicester equalised, where he was thumping the ground in frustration, and then if you've seen the way Manny reacted when we scored the penalty, where he, he celebrated that like it was the Champions League final, it was almost identical, those players are going out onto that pitch and their attitude is we cannot drop any points. And I think the interesting thing is we've got that mindset. We're a quarter of the way there, you know, in terms of looking at that 100 points where, you know, we're, we're at 24 points there, um, and you've got to say, like realistically, is it going to take? Um, is it going to take 99 points to beat City this year? I don't think it is. I think they've got they've got problems. They're going to drop more points. Of course, we're going to drop points, but what I'm I'm trying to think of it as in, I think 95, 96 points will do it this year. And if you say it's 96 points, that's another 72 points. That's 24 wins from 30 games. That's what that cushion means to me, you know? So uh, w- when you think about it like that, eight points is huge. I mean, Dave, we'd have to we'd have to draw four games and they'd have to win every game and capitalize on those four draws to to, to make that up. We've we only lost one game last season. So I, I think if I'm city, I if it was a normal season, you wouldn't be worried. But no one what Liverpool's consistency has been like, you know, we've gone now 46 games with one defeat. I think if you're City, you're thinking, if if we if we get further ahead of them, Dave, if if they come off the pitch at Anfield, 10 points behind us, for example, we we will be a long way there. We're a long way there because this isn't an, an average Liverpool team. This is a really once in a generation Liverpool team. And I think eight points is very significant. And I think if we can hold it to Christmas, I think we're huge favourites. I I think we're heavy favourites already, just given their problems at the back. So I'm excited.
0: No, I I totally agree with you, John, about the heavy favourites tag, without a doubt. You know, like, I I honestly think we're in the best position for years to do it. Um, And I, I think I'll be gutted this year if we don't do it, I think, a lot more than I was last year. Because just what you've outlined there... The, the mentality the the growth of, of of spirit within that group, Jay yourself you know you got you're you're basically a uh, good every game at Anfield. What is the feeling in the in the ground amongst the faithful at the minute? Are are are, are, are we beginning to even start to dream or think, or are we are we keeping the cards close to the chest still?
2: I think most fans are just keeping the cards close to the chest. We've we we were around so close last year. It's it sort of. It felt like we were sucker punched, obviously it was taken out by winning the European Cup again in Madrid, that sort of took away the pain of missing out um, to City by one point, but I think we're we're probably very knowledgeable fan base and we know, obviously nothing's handed out in October, however things can be lost if you look at the likes of United, obviously they're they're in turmoil at the moment. Spares as well seem to be they, going they've lost their minds, yeah,
0: It's just not about football, yeah. I think they just lost their minds.
2: But you can easily say to those that they're not obviously the early season talk with spares, we're going to challenge us. I can probably say right now on the record, they ain't challenging nowhere near City and Liverpool, they're still miles behind. And the likes of United are now in a battle, probably for the top half, you could say, because there is teams who look like the ahead of them easy for the top six now so things can be lost in October but certainly nothing is won and the emphasis going into the ground each game is obviously we will win because it's Anfield and we've got a formidable record in the league and in Europe at Anfield and I think it's, it was a with totally the atmosphere we spoke last week about the weird atmosphere around the, the Salzburg game but Saturday 3 o'clock had that traditional football feel about it and it was a bit more of a for about the people and the vibe with the with the uh, the crowd so there was a better atmosphere and even when we we went to an equal like equalizer and they come to a draw it was we drove on again we pushed again and the lads got behind the team and it was more of a of a proper atmosphere if that makes any sense um but we know we've just got to take each game as it comes it sounds like a big cliche but that's how we do it um we know We've got a long way to go. But at the moment, if you if you can keep the gap at eight points for as long as possible or even more, then we've only got to worry about ourselves. And we've got a hectic schedule coming up, so we've we've got to maintain this gap, I think, for as long as we possibly can.
0: Yeah, and and John, of course, that's what Jay's saying there is is absolutely correct, you about maintaining it. And I think you know if if you look at the two sides, I mean, and you know, also pointed out, you know, really it is between us and City. The rest are, the rest just don't even look like they could the lay a glove on us. Um, you know, somewhere down yeah. the line, of course, we'll come yeah. across, or that's that's football. Of you course, know, but yeah it, yeah, it doesn't look likely. And, and given the determination shown, you know, uh, we had we actually lost a podcast. We had uh, Stephen Drennan on, and he he had a pile of stats that he brought to the table about us being able to, to win a game in the 90th minute and, you know, between 80 minutes and the end of a game. And and we are so outstanding at it. We, at this moment in time, it's just like, you, you can equalize it in the, in the 70th minute, but we're going to score again. We are going to score again. Yeah. And you trust them. You know what I mean? Even sitting at home, you're like, oh fuck, we'll equalize. But hang on. You know, it's 15 minutes here. No, no problem. I 10, 15 minutes. We can do this. You know, historically we, we have shown this is what we are doing. And, I don't doubt them anymore. And, and, it's, and it's a really nice feeling to have.
1: Everything, I'd, I'd, I'd agree with everything Jay said and what you've said, Dave, and that we've been around the block. If, if any fan base knows that you don't take a league for granted, it's us. After 30 years and some of the teams we've seen not win it and circumstances and things like that. I mean, last season was just, you know, when you think back to that clearance off the, off the goal line and how close we were. Um, you know we were we were millimeters away from potentially a double of league and, and, and Champions League, but what you're saying is right. This team are just they find ways to win. It's something the club encourages. Klopp has grown this team mentally, and that they believe they will find a way. They don't panic. If you go back to the start of last season and now we that's that's it's a big body of, of evidence there around that. I mean 40, 46 games. It's a total of hundred and thirty-eight points. I, I remember I, I put it on Twitter at the weekend and it's you know, out of that hundred out of that hundred and thirty-eight points, we've only dropped seventeen points. You know, we've taken 121 points out of 138. So we're not talking about, yeah, this is a good three or four run. We're, we're on the verge of winning 18 league games in a row. Like 19 league games is half a season. I mean, you, you, need to, you need to take a step back and think about the numbers this team are posting. We're about to, we go to Old Trafford and win. That's 18 games, one in a row in the league. And, and for me, that's the team have just decided, right, we're not going to be denied this season. And they've got the bit between their teeth. They're finding ways to win. We're not even fully clicking yet. You know, we haven't. You know, we beat Norwich 4-1, but somebody is going to get an awful tank in office um, pretty soon. But it's that level of consistency. When you've only dropped 17 points over 46 games, you know, City are looking for us now to drop, you know, eight points over over 30 games, in addition to them being perfect. And, that, and I think that's, you know, that that is why I think we can be really confident. I don't think we, we get cocky about it, but we can be really confident and say, if this team keeps anywhere near the level that they've been playing at for the last, you know, for the last 46 games, um, given the problems City have, you know, we will win this league. Yeah, we're going to slip. We, we, we'll drop. We'll drop points. Of course, it was football, as you say. But um, if I'm sitting and I'm looking at their back four, the issues they're having, there's a few cracks appearing there, and everybody else is just a rabble at the moment, Dave. It's such a, it's it's it, without a doubt. I mean, this no other season. It's the Scottish we Premier
0: League, John. <laughs> yeah,
1: there's just no other season, Dave. We've we've been in this position. You know, we are. Absolutely. In our pomp. There's no question marks about this team. We know how good they are. We know how many wins they can post. We're we're reigning champions of Europe. This, to me, is our time to do it. Uh, And we've got the perfect manager. He will not let them rest up. We will not ease off. I'm sure of that. And Jay, your, your own thoughts
0: on that? You know, obviously you watch them and have a, a much more enlightened uh, position where, where, where you are. You know, this this resilience that, that's built into them, this durability that's built into them, this just never say die attitude. You know, it's something that was lacking at the club for for well for decades. Unfortunately, uh, you know, we we had Gerrard, but he he sort of led the line in his own and had to drag a with them. This is a collective effort. It's a very different, very different field.
2: Yeah, just to steal a line from Jurgen Klopp, we are now mentality monsters. We we are fearful of nobody and everyone fears us. And obviously we've just gone past the, the day yesterday when he was uh four years since his arrival and obviously the old line that he put out there, the doubters to believe is Now if no one believes that this team will get something at the end of a ninety minutes or ninety-five, however long the game may go on, then you're really not on board as being a Liverpool fan because this now is a different monster, really. In the four years that he's been there, the whole club has completely turned 180 and you, you go on the, to the ground now and you you just know that even if the worst should happen and we we go 1-0 down, that we'll just knock it up into a gear that the team we were playing have probably never seen before and the power of when the crowds get up behind the, the lads, especially on European nights, it's, it's a scary, scary prospect for anyone who comes to us. And I wouldn't want to be an opposition manager who comes to Anfield and opens their mouth now and tries to, to challenge us because we're, we're literally on another level. We are streets ahead of pretty much everyone in England, bar Manchester. Man City, but at this current time, we are probably three or four steps ahead of them because of their injury crisis at the back. But... I think the whole team from back to front has been pretty much changed since Klopp come in and we we always wanted leaders. We always probably had one or two in our time and you go through the likes of Gerard Carragher, Hippier through the recent years but right down the spine of the team now from Alisson, Virgil, Fabinho, Firmino, Mane, Salah, Henderson, Trent, Robertson. You've got leaders and captains of national teams in there so we are literally on another level in terms of mentally and physically, tactically, and just the whole all-round order around us is is a different beast compared to everyone else, really.
0: No, it's funny. I was watching. Uh, I I watched the, the American ESPN FC and the Stevie Nicol on it, and he was talking about the Liverpool dressing room. You know, there was a question come in just about you know the mentality of Liverpool and how they're grinding it out, and and he put it. You know, and, and he was there at a time we were very successful. And the way that he put it was just generally, you look around the dressing room, you know that you're a good player and you can influence a game, but you look around the dressing room and you go, well, he can influence a game, he can influence a game. If he's on his day, we can destroy a team. And you, and you can equate that to, to our current bunch. Whereas then over the decade, you know, you looked to Jared, you looked at Torres, you you know, you looked at one or two players. There's now this whole collective team. And it's just, it's just, it's, God, it's, it's just, just, wonderful. But I want to stick with Jan Klopp and his words basically after the game uh, in regards to the tackle on, Sal- on Ma- oh, Salah. I admire his words in some way but it was a horrible tackle. Desperately late. Could have been a red card. Could have been a lot of things. But in the context of the game, he, he took Salah out. He had the choice, let Salah go. and And, and it was 1-1 at that stage, I think, still and possibly score or take him out. And, you know, I've said to a couple of people this week, and I'll come to Johnny as well after this, and I like both your opinions, you know, if that's an important game for us this season, and Fabinho does one of those, like, you know, it, 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 you put it in context, uh, they're, they're going to happen. I, I think maybe Klopp was trying to appeal to the, you know, the wider audience of football that these tackles shouldn't be taking place. But, you know, they're going to they're always going to happen in football. I just found his, his reaction to it maybe just a little strange.
2: Yeah, as you say, I, I think Fabinho done one actually midweek against Salzburg when we were probably a three-two or three-three, and he, he literally literally has got you take one for the team, you take a man out, you stop the play. Yeah, they almost get, get loaded for
0: it. You know what I mean? And and then to, to hear the manager come out and and uh, you know attack that and you know because we know it's never going to stop in football because it's it's a human reaction.
2: Yeah, and and he's just playing to the media. He's giving them a storyline. He he knows exactly what he's doing and. I mean, without seeing the replays that Klopp's never seen, obviously, he probably knows the penalty at the time could have been a cheap one. It went to VAR, so he's probably instantly threw out a bone to the media to deflect away from, obviously, the dubious, contentious penalty, however you want to put it, in terms of the wider media, by throwing this bone to the media and saying, well, you know, he's throwing a tackle in on our best player. If Salah had got up, carried on, and everything was fine, I don't think... It would have been such an issue, I think, obviously, because he went off injured. And you know, these things happen in football. You've got to you've got to take tactical fouls, and we'll obviously have our fair share throughout the season. Probably Fabinho who takes them more Mill took quite a few. Last season he he rattled Neymar right in front of the bench, put his arse into him and stuck him into the sideline. Klopp turned round and he's fist pumping the crowd. So, you know, it's it's all a bit of a game. We we take it. Um but you know the, the lads on the younger you lane from it was a bit rashy it could have been a red but I think the yellow was fair if if the shoe's on the other foot we take it we don't moan and we move on you know unfortunately Salah picked up a knock but it's not serious he'll probably be back for the United game if not he'll probably be on the bench I don't want to rush him in terms of getting them back if he's a bit 50-50 we can probably do without so it's not like we've lost a lad long term it's it's just one of those. I think Klopp's playing a game and giving the media a bone just to to nibble on while he, he sort of deflects away from potentially a few other issues that's going on.
0: No, and apparently Sally you know, walked out without the protective boot or without crutches. He was he was he was fine. So the 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 the, the sort of feeling at the moment, although not confirmed, is that, that he will be fine, as you say, Jay. John, yourself, where 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 are you on this tackle? You know, as I say, as Jay said, I've said it myself. It could have been red. It wasn't. Fair enough, at yellow. Uh, do, do you think it's just Klopp yeah. in the video also?
1: Yeah, I think there was a bit of that. I mean, it was funny that there was a couple of the guys that had said on the TV that, you know, there was a bit of deflection. You know, that's what it was. And then there were some Liverpool fans going mad, saying, oh, you're biased and stuff like that there, against our team. But um, it, it was never a red card. I mean, the, where, where the contact was... Listen, he, he really throws himself in. It's a cynical foul. He's, I think, Klopp was saying, no, oh, he, he made no effort for the ball. I mean, it was, it was one of them really good tactical fouls. You know, Salah was, Salah had arguably shoved German Soyuncu under, over, and then he, and then he's heading it on goal. Um, I, I, I think I tend to think more of it is maybe just the fact that I felt both Evans and Soyuncu and um, constantly, constantly fouled Salah throughout the game. I just felt it was he was manhandled so many times and their reaction every time that they were blown up for doing it was hilarious. You know, Johnny Evans was getting into these histrionics and Johnny Evans was just grabbing him around the throat. He was making no effort to play the ball. So I tend to think, Dave, it was more of a, it was maybe a culmination of all that happening and Claps frustrated by that and then, you know, this tackle comes in. Sellers clap made a big deal of the point that, you know, he was running full pelt and it's dangerous when somebody's at full pelt to fly in like that and how chowdery his form for doing that and things like that. So yeah, I mean, I to me, I wouldn't have you know, I looked at the foul and I thought, you know, there's no there's not a chance in hell Are you ever getting a red card for that tackle. You know, he just doesn't he doesn't catch him high up his leg or anything. But it was it was it was interesting to see Klopp so animated, and then you know makes makes such a deal of it. I think Jay, I, I would I wanted to ask you. You were you were in the ground. One of the things I noticed, and I haven't heard much more around it, but when the interesting thing with Clap was when Milner scored the penalty, he turns around and he makes a. Like a gesture to the to the people behind him in the main stand, where he puts his hands to his ears. And I don't know, was, was that his time jing them up to say let's hear the noise, or was was he maybe a bit frustrated, or was there some? Because then I heard some people say, no, well, you get a lot of moaning and cryars <laughs> at times in the main stand, which I have heard on sometimes when I've been over there. So some lads that were going the game said, yeah, you know, there, there was the usual moaning at one each. In the main stand and maybe Klopp was just a bit sick of that. I was just interested what it was it like in the ground. Did you did you get that vibe? Did you?
2: Well, the main stand has been known as the Moan Stand in the past and probably still is now. That yeah. <laughs> there's there's a lot yeah. more people in there. Um from from where I was sitting, I sit in predominantly the Anfield road upper for for most games. And um yeah. I've touched on it before, like the atmosphere can be a bit strange because it's a mix of members and people who don't go to the game very often. So it's a bit of a weird one. But around me, there was no terms of moaning. It was more of a, a sense of belief as, no, we'll get this done. But there probably is in the main stand a few old-timers and a, a few lads who've been there and seen it all. And they probably go to the game and like to have a little moan, no matter whether we win 4-0 or whether we win 1-0, they'll still find something to moan about. You'll always have that in the fan base. And I think the size of the main stand now, the way the exit points are, you can see people streaming out and it looks really bad. So there was probably people streaming out. I, I weren't paying attention to where they were, so I was obviously focused on the game. But if Klopp turns around at any point and can see these people streaming out, then he's got every right to turn around and say, well, where are you now, lads, that we've just scored this this last-minute winner and all the shit you were giving the boys, get behind them because we're all in it together and, you know, he's United the fan base and the team? So why should there be people who, who are going and, you know, given not the full support? So if you, if you pay your ticket, and Jay, you're entitled to your right to opinion, but you, you should always get behind the boys, I think.
1: And how could people stream out, Jay? That's the thing. I mean, everybody's got so much belief in this team. I'm so calm watching them at the moment. and My mind is just boggled how in a big, big game like that, you could leave because, you, you must know Liverpool are going to do something. You know, they're going to force a big chance. They're going to do something. I just find it so odd that there's still people that would do that, but each to their own, I guess.
2: Yeah, you, you'll always get these, oh, let, let's beat the traffic demons, and, you know, we, we've seen enough. But the game, if anything, last season, in arguably one of our biggest games of the season on paper is always the derby. It went to the very last minute. So if that didn't teach you anything, then I don't know what will. You should always stick with your team through thick and thin. Obviously at the moment we're in the the higher echelons of football, but you know, there's been bad times and we still turn up and we still go, but when you you're this close and you're in you're already in a title race from the very start of the season, we know that we're going to get one chance and you should just stick around and just wait because you could miss something. I, I mean, if you walk away from that game and you're on your way down the street, and then you hear the big scream as a penalty, and then a minute or so later, the absolute joy of scoring that penalty, then what are you? You're, you're kicking yourself for walking away from the ground because you can't say you were there for that moment. What was you? You were actually down the
0: it's road. What, moments like that are what you go for, and if, uh, you know, again. As I say, that guy came on our pod and and, and he had stats that show, you know, we are the masters of this late goal. And, you know, you would imagine a regular crowd goer would get that. Yeah, yeah,
2: why go and then leave early? Just, if you're going to go and get off early, then you might as well give your ticket to someone else. Because, I mean, I'll own my hands up. I've got off a couple of times, but that's because I've got to get to work. And they're the night games in the week. Saturday afternoon, three o'clock you've probably got nowhere else to be. So what's the point in leaving five minutes earlier? Just stick around and see, because this could be our greatest season in arguably 30 years where we could win the league. And you're going to want to say, for me anyway, that you were there for every single minute of it if you had a ticket to that game.
0: No, absolutely. I, I You know, I am immensely jealous of you that you are there <laughs> for every moment of it and I have been. But listen, before before we go, um, our next stop is a trip to mordor john uh but it's a different ki- type of mordor the, the the clouds of doom have uh, have opened slightly and <laughs> the, <laughs> well it doesn't look as scary it's
1: more mortar used... yeah more Mordor for them than us probably yeah yeah
0: uh but i don't expect anything other than a horrible tense you know the usual shit you know they'll drag yeah. us down to their level like we used to drag them down when they were great and i that's what i foresee I, you know, Dave and I have already done a little bit on this games, but 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 I want to cover a little bit here. You know, just your thoughts going to United and and, <laughs> <laughs> and where are the finals. Sorry, I keep a straight face. You know where I'm going with this. Go ahead.
1: <laughs> yeah, I know where you're going with this, Dave. I I mean, do you know what? Let's let's be straight here. If if you're if if it's about our two teams, on on one hand, you know, United fans are already setting themselves up for getting a, a kicking us. Uh, But deep down, they know that, you know, Solskjaer made a point after the game where he goes, Liverpool's the perfect game, and people were laughing, going, oh, God, yeah, you you will say that. Uh, But I do think it's the perfect game for them because what United will have to do, their crowd are going to expect them to dig in and try and stop us winning. Let's make no mistake, Dave, for the first time ever, I think, ever in the Premier League, United fans are going into that game thinking a draw at home to Liverpool would be a brilliant, brilliant result. They'd be over the moon with it uh, because it would stop us equaling that Man City record. It would stop our 100% start. And I think if there's one thing that Solskjaer's teams have shown that they can be decent at, and there's not many fucking things they're decent at because they're they're woeful at most things, Um, but there's one thing they can do. It's in a big, against a... A, a team that play football, a, a one of the big sides, it's dig in, be negative, play on the counter, and you know ninety percent of the home games Man United play, they don't get to do that because their crowd rightly expect them to come out. If they're playing a Villa or Sheffield United or even playing a, you know, even playing a Leicester, someone like that. There are Wolves, their crowd will expect them to come out and have a go and win and win that game. I think their fans will settle for. This is Liverpool. They're they're light years ahead of us. They're miles better than us. We can't play these guys in an open game of football. We're gonna to have to sit in, dig, fight for our lives, play on the counters, hope we get something from set piece. And and listen, Old Trafford will be bouncing, they will be defiant, they will be up for this. So it's not gonna be easy. Um, not easy at all, but if we go there, clear our heads, and our, with our mentality, the way club has it, I expect us to go there. I expect us to play with a clear head. And I think over 90 minutes, we keep our head, we move the ball, and we do our thing, then we should get the goals. I think if we get the first goal, I would nearly say it's done. There, there's, I'd be relatively, relatively confident. But on the other hand, I can count in one hand and 20... Since the Premier League started in 1992, I think. We've, we've got five League. points there in the last decade. That, and, and I can just, you know, I, I was able to name that. There was one thing I was chatting to someone in work and we were talking about how many games have we won? And you can almost name them straight away. There was the three Danny Murphy games. <laughs> there was, a, you know, the one, the Danny Murphy the penalty, three, two. The, da- the Danny Murphy. Yeah. There was a Danny Murphy penalty. There was a Danny Murphy free kick, and there was a Danny Murphy lob. <laughs> and I mean, then there was. The Gerard hat trick penalties, wasn't there? No. There was the Rogers game where Gerard scored two penalties, and there was the Raf... <laughs> The game, the 4-1, that's it. We we have not won there outside of those. So I think we've, got we've, to be grown, twice
0: under, we've grown twice under Klopp and that year. Then we won under Rodgers.
1: So that's the five points in the 10 in a decade.
0: So it's not a happy
1: hunting <laughs> ground. <laughs> on the other hand, though, I think any season we've gone there and we've been really, really good on a really strong side. You know, those years we've won there. So I would like to think that we'll go there, do our thing, and we'll win that game. I'm confident we'll win, but I don't think it's going to be easy at all. I think we'll edge it two-one. That's what I think. Yeah.
0: I, I'm with you. I'm I, set it by the odd goal as well because it's just historically, it's it's not a nice place to go, Jay. As John said, their fans are going to be up for it. But if we got an early goal there, you do, you, you you get the feeling that they could t- be put to the sword pretty handily. Yeah,
2: the the one team and the one game a season I fear it is. Way to Old Trafford at uh, Man at Old Trafford because it's just, as John said, it's not been our best place. The, they've been our biggest rivals for years and years. It goes back so far the history between the two cities, the two clubs. And I can take going to the Etihad because they're only just new on the scene and we'll beat them in a football game. I can take going to Everton because, you know, even if Everton get a draw, it's bantered, it's their season made. But to go to United and lose and play so bad as we have done in recent years, it's sickening. And I think last season was probably the best opportunity we've had in years in terms of the crisis they had in terms, of the injuries and the people that went off in the game. And we we should have stepped up. And I think that game, Klopp was sort of bereft of ideas in terms of what he should do. And we we could have took that game to them and won. And I think he'll learn from that. He'll, he'll set up a little differently. They're going to come and, as as John and yourself have said, they're going to give 200%. That this is their cup final for them because they've got nothing else to go for at the moment in this season. And We've just got to go there and be professional. We've proved over many games now, over a series of months, that we can be professional. We can get the job done. I don't think we need to panic. Um, the first goal will decide who wins this game. If we if we get one, we can easily go on and get two or three pretty quickly and we can blow them away. Um, if they get one, we know they're gonna sit with 10, 11 men behind the ball and just say, right, come on, break us down. Because there's been times when we struggle to break teams down. We've got to come up with something a little difference But it's a week and a half away but it feels as though you want it to be tomorrow because this this order that we've got around the club and the buzz you want this game as quick as possible the internationals just take all the fun out of football for me I mean that you can just switch off from football because internationals don't matter that's a huge game there's so much on the line in terms of records just keeping our momentum going and if we go there and get something it's another knife in the, dag- in, in the stomach for them because they're clinging to the fact that they could stop us doing so much and we've just got to go there shut the crowd up get the early goal and then build on from that and just be professional which will win us the game the professionalism within our squad no
0: without a doubt i'm 100 percent with you there but i said i do i do fancy it to be a tight affair um and just 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 historically you can never sort of let yourself go but at the same time i could see if, if we if we scored early, that they could have a long afternoon but listen, lads, I think we'll leave it there. Um, we've got a two-week international break. Uh, we have already um, two pods more recorded to come out after this, so be plenty of listening during the international break. We're going to take a look at uh, our next five. As I say, that's already recorded. It'll be out um, whenever you're listening to this tomorrow. Uh, <laughs> so just one final thanks to the guys for your time this evening. As always, it's a pleasure talking to you. And one big thanks to the listener uh, for taking the time to listen to us, Waffle. And until the next one, goodbye.